Hello and welcome back my partners in crime, welcome back to Murder Analyze for another unsolved true crime. Now, as you know we've been going on haven't we for the last few days and we're going to continue on up until about the 20th of December highlighting these cases of the missing that really have still never been found. There is no evidence so it's really important if you know anything about any of these cases that we're discussing that you um, you know, on each of the I think videos there's all different places where you can contact if you don't know who else to contact just contact any like missing people's websites or whatever depending on what country you're in and where these cases are relevant and tell people what you know so today's case is a Martin Doyle case now this is an Irish case this comes from Ireland and this boy um, came, come from um, County Kildare okay in Ireland and um, at a small place called well, it was Churchview and it was in um, Suncroft in County Kildare so if you are from the area or you have heard about this case and you have any information on this case please say something all the information where you can contact people and let them know anything will be at the end or throughout this video so thank you for that so let's get on with this poor boy that's been missing for many, many years. And again, no evidence, no sightings, nothing of him since the day that he went missing. It was about 11.20 a.m. in the morning when he said to his mum, um, I'm just going to pop to the shop. That's what he said. And so the last sighting of him was about 10 minutes later at 11.30 a.m. Now, um, it was a cold October morning Right, so it's the 4th of October, cold, it's cold in England, cold in Ireland, you know, it's cold in most places. Now this boy decided to leave the house without even taking a jacket. I'm just going to pop to the shop, but he left his wallet there, you see, with his card in it and everything. Now, listen, my husband does, he often says I'm just going to walk up the shop, and it's literally up the shop, probably as close as this shop was to his home. I'm just going to walk up the shop, they don't always want to take their wallet, they may just have a few pounds or something on them and they potter off up the shop and come back so that's what he could have done because on his card you see was his last week's wages had just been paid and that card till this day has never been used so there's issues there with this case isn't there but the last sighting as i say was about 11 30 um, a.m 10 minutes after he left his family home to go to the shop so anyway let's go over what we know um, and the storyline, I suppose the timeline of this case and see if we can find anyone around that can remember anything from the 4th of October 2004 in this uh, church view in Suncroft in County Kildare Island. It's really important if you were there or anywhere near that place at the time or any of the town surrounding that and you know anything that you come forward. So as I said, this is the outline really of it. All we, this is really all we know. And with many of these cases, this is it. You know, very basic details. Once they've disappeared, that's it. So Martin, he left his home, as I said, about 11.20 after telling his mother that he was going to the local shop. He didn't say what to buy. He didn't say anything at all. He just told her that. He left at home his bank card. He also left his keys to this moped or something that wasn't working and he left the keys with his mum to get fixed. As I said, he was only popping to the shop, but he did take with him 
his mobile phone. So we have to think, why was he going to a shop? Point one, without taking a coat, 4th of October, very, very cold, didn't take a coat. And, but, you know, sometimes he's only young, you know, 20 year old, probably thought, oh, I'm just popping down the shop, he's probably run down the shop, you know, didn't need the coat. But it could be relevant, we don't know. We just don't know. But at the time, he did not take his coat. So this last sighting of him at 11.30 a.m., 10 minutes later, give or take a couple of minutes, okay? Give or take a couple of minutes, but not very long at all. Now, he was standing at the statue across from the shop, uh, or the, sorry, across from the church in Suncroft. Now, I'll show you some photos and stuff of that, and that may jog your memory. But that's where he was standing, and it made it sort of, they, or people believe that he may have been standing there either to meet someone, but probably to get a lift from someone. Now, um, and after that, really, that was it. So if he has got into someone's car, which is probably is what's happened here, he had no money on him. Remember, he'd left the bank card at home with his whole week's wages on it. He may have only had a few pounds on him, but he did have his mobile phone. Now, after his disappearance, of course, they've tried to ring Martin on his phone. Of course, his family have tried to ring. And they've rung and it's rung and it's rung for three days. Then all of a sudden, that was it. It stopped. Now, um, listen, when you have a mobile phone with you, and it's 2004, Right, so I don't know what phone it was. I don't know if they got the code. I don't know if they had the capability. I don't think they did then to track and trace the phones and stuff like that. But I would say, with this case, it's relevant that you see, because why was he just going to meet someone outside this statue with no money, no nothing for a lift? He didn't intend to be gone long because he didn't take a coat. He, t he didn't lie to his mum and say, oh, I'll be back in a couple of hours. I'm going here, I'm going there. He said, I'm going to the shop. So I don't think that um, Martin himself um, really believed that he was going to be longer than he was, actually. So I believe this car, whoever picked him up, and the phone are relevant. Because if this phone is still with this boy, and if this boy... Um, I hate to say it because the family believe that this boy probably still alive. So unless they know something other than this, I, I don't know. But I would assume that when you've not heard from anybody since 2004, we're in 2021, there's been multiple appeals put out. The Garda police have searched everywhere and the Garda police are the Irish police um, in Ireland. They're called the Garda. Now they've searched everywhere and they have no trace of this lad. The family have done multiple appeals. So I would say if this boy is, was probably not abducted because he was 20 year old, I think he may have willingly gone with this person in this car, maybe he'd arranged to meet this person in this car. Something may have happened, something may have gone wrong, a fight may have ensued. You know, we don't know, it could have been drugs, it could have been any reason at all. 
why he was meeting someone and didn't need it or find it necessary to take a coat and his bank stuff and everything with him. So something's happened to Martin. And I think with the phone ringing for three days, if there was a perpetrator, they never took the phone with them because in them days they wasn't worried, was they, about the phone being found or the phone being traced to the location. They wasn't really worried about that so much in them days. And we are talking about Ireland and it's quite a rural area as well. You know, it doesn't take you long to drive out of these villages into, you know, places where it would be very difficult to find a body. But I actually think the phone is probably still with him and the phone rang for three days because it ran out of battery after that. And I think that's what's happened. As I said though, this is a theory. Now, we don't know, do we? Why, if Martin decided that it was himself to take himself away to just go without telling his family or friends or anyone where he was going, you know, that, that is also a theory that could have happened. He could have decided enough is enough for one reason or another, arranged to meet or run off with someone and start a new life somewhere else. Now, if that's the case, that's fine. And I've said this before when we have missing cases where we don't know the circumstances around why people have disappeared. But this is definitely suspicious disappearance. But if... Martin did choose to go off and start a new life. It would be wonderful if he or someone that knows him, someone that knows about where he could be or where he has been, to contact missing people. Now you can do this anonymously, as I've said before. You don't need to leave your name or anything. But all they want to know is that this boy is alive and well, if that's the case. Now, if this case, this lad's disappearance, is more sinister than that, then the person that picked him up in the car was probably the last person to see Martin alive. So did you see anything on that day at around 11.30, 12 o'clock, or anywhere in this, you know, vicinity of this area? Did you see uh, Martin in another town close to that with somebody else on that day. Has he ever texted you? Have you ever texted him and had a response back from that phone? You know, all these are questions that the family needs to be answered because there's always someone that knows something. So alive or dead, it would be really great if you could let somebody know what you know. Because many, many years now have gone past and loyalties are not always the same as they was on the days of when these people went missing. So if you know anything about the disappearance of Martin Doyle, from this very small town of Suncroft, this little village in County Kildare in Ireland, who disappeared on the 4th of October 2004, please contact someone and let someone know what you know it's really important, it really is. It's time to say what you know. Now Martin at the time of his disappearance was five foot seven inches of slim build with short brown hair, 
blue eyes and pale complexion. At the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a navy adidas jumper with a white stripe on the sleeve, navy tracksuit bottoms and white trainers. And that's all he had, and that's all he had apart from the mobile phone with him. That's it, that's it. Now his poor mother and family have been struggling for years to find information out. You know, and I've said before that when you have a child going missing, even at the age of 20, when they tell you, they just pop into the shop, see you in a minute, mum, and they never return. It's really has been devastating. It has devastated her life, her family. It really, really has. Now his brother David has made many appeals and he is appealing to the people or person or persons should I say who gave Martin a lift on that day to come forward now you may have just given him a lift where did he go who did he go off with right you just come forward because someone gave this boy a lift he also emphasizes that if you've received any text messages as I've just said from him from before or after he left or on that day especially let people know get in touch with people because people just need to know now he sort of says these areas that are focused on largely uh, of course Sunnycroft, uh, Ballysacks now I could have done this all wrong um, Ballyshannon, Newry or I'm gonna have to put these up I'll put these up but this in certain areas, right, that are, they believe that are keen focus and probably because they're quite local to that area. I mean, there's not a lot on this case. And as I say, with all these cases that we do, and especially these ones, because I want to highlight that these are men. This is a 20-year-old man that's gone missing. Just like that. Vanished. Gone. Without a trace. Leaves his home to go to the shop is never seen again so it's really important that when we talk about the missing you just don't think it's children or women because men are very vulnerable too lots of things happen to men young men that we don't expect you see when we're doing when we're looking at missing cases everyone has this perception that men at 20 you know I do I've got children that are older I've got a son that's older I'm you know, you relax a bit, don't you, as they get a bit older, thinking that's all right, they're not going to be taken, they're not going to be this. But, you know, really, you're vulnerable at any age. No matter if you're female or male, you are vulnerable. People are vulnerable because some people are so trusting. Some people are just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And this, what could have happened here. You know, there's lots of reasons why people disappear. But it's not just females, it's not just children, it's males of many, many ages. And that's why I wanted to highlight these cases and to show you that there are still so many people out there from all different walks of life, from all different countries around the world that are still missing this Christmas. And these families are devastated. They're devastated. They just want to know what happened to their children. Now, Mrs. Doyle, his mum, says it's a living nightmare and she says this um this is what she told the irish times around her son's disappearance she said that it's left the family feeling powerless 
with nowhere to turn really. They've tried everything, they have. It's been a living nightmare, she says, for all these years. Don't forget this is 2004 when her child went missing at the age of 20. It's a long time to have these feelings, isn't it? She said, it's just been hell. There's nowhere for us to turn. We haven't received any counselling or support since Martin disappeared. Someone has to do something. Something has to be done. She's so desperate to find her son that they are trying to do this themselves. But as I've said, in 2004, in Ireland, you know, with CCTV, probably wasn't any. The phone, I don't know if they could have traced it. I don't think they could have at that, at that stage traced it. But there's a lot more, I think, maybe even now. Maybe they could do with the phone. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. Because um, I think that phone would be still with him. I really do. Um, you know, but what else can the guards have done? They've had the helicopters out, they've searched and everywhere, but if this lad had arranged to be picked up by someone, or as he stood there, maybe walk into the shop, you know, and someone's drove up and said, you know, he knew them, I think he must have known this, this person or persons that he's got in his car with. And as I said, something's happened that we don't know about. And um, that's why he's never returned. It's, it's, it's difficult, you know, and it's so difficult for the people left behind because their lives stop as well. They really do. Their lives just are put on hold. It's like going in slow motion. And that's how a lot of people that have missing, you know, I have family members and loved ones that are missing describe it. It's like you're living life but you're living it in slow motion. It's this grieving process. Now many people believe that their children are still alive and they're going to walk through that door and everything's going to be great in the end because that's how they cope. And we've spoke about this before, that's that coping, coping mechanism that you need actually to probably continue to wake up yourself every morning and get through your daily life. When this something like this is hanging over you and hanging over your family, Mrs. Doyle said it creates divorce, it creates trauma in the family, arguments, because you're struggling to understand and comprehend why someone, or why your beloved son has either left on his own accord and doesn't want to be around you, or has been taken by someone either he knows or he doesn't know, and is probably never going to return. Either one is going to affect you in such a way that it's difficult to cope with life. So listen, you know what to do. If you know anything about these cases, please contact all these people that I have listed there for you to contact. As I've said before, there's always someone that knows something, and it may be the most insignificant piece of evidence that you, do, you, know, that you think means nothing, that's irrelevant to it, but in the end it is. And it's that one piece, isn't it? That one phone call, that one little bit of a mention, that one thing, oh, I remember that. I remember seeing that. Or someone told me about that. Someone said something about that. I'll just let them know. Because what's the harm, even if you're wrong? No harm, done. But what if you're right? And what if it's that one piece 
that fits into that jigsaw puzzle that solves the mystery of where Martin Dor is. So thank you for watching. Uh, the next case coming up is another young lad that went missing and he went missing from Tenby in Wales. So you know what to do, thumbs up if you found this case interesting, you can like it, you can um, subscribe to it, you can share it if you would, you can talk about these cases, you can highlight these cases, it would be really good if you would do that. You can donate to any of the missing person charities, it really, really helps them to keep the, um, these people name out there and people, they're alive and relevant really in the public eye. Because you never know, you know. There's so many people that go missing each year that we need to start finding out why and bringing them home. So thanks for watching. Till the next time. Bye-bye.